0: Good morning everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy I'm here with my first cup of coffee delicious. Today is Monday May 16th and I am indoors for those of you um, on video you might be able to tell it sound wise too. We had a gorgeous gorgeous weekend. Um, I got lots of gardening done. I am a happy gardening camper and last night we got a backdoor cold front (coughs) which for us means it comes from the east. So almost all of our weather comes from the well actually every direction but east Um, north west south Uh, every once in a while we get one backing up on us from the east and I posted some photos I'll put one on the show notes of the hermit's peak fire near Las Vegas New Mexico not Las Vegas Nevada and we've been very fortunate even though we could see those smoke plumes from our house. It's it's actually quite close as the crow flies as the interstate drives. It's about an hour but that's because. Well, it, it's weird from here you have to like actually go to go north on I-25 you have to dip south and then you wrap around but otherwise like I can see the smoke flu plume from my office window uh, which faces east. So we've been very fortunate that we've had these beautiful clear skies with uh, you know that smoke plume you know every once in a while they get really big and really see them pop up and I've been reflecting on how lucky we are well last night we had all the windows open and that backdoor cold front came in and lots of smoke this morning. So uh, it's also still kind of a pretty cool breeze uh, coming from the east. So indoors I am I was just reflecting as I was saying my author of spiel that I wonder if I should change what I say. Do I even know what I write it, this has been my thing I've never known what I wrote but I just wrote a blog post for the faro gals the fantasy romance gals. Um, it's, sorry I think I'm gen x enough that I find like the whole faro thing really kind of funny the the eleison of. uh, you know, it's uh, sorry some of that's from French the alighting of. Um, uh, two words to make them into two shortened words. I try to keep up with uh, changes in language I'm always interested in changes in language but yeah anyway I did a blog post for them uh, which was way way overdue <laughs> and, and it ended up being like 450 words and I sent it to one of the gals to Set, hi Lissette and said uh, that there is no reason on earth why that took me months and months to write but so it did and it was on epic fantasy romance. What is epic fantasy romance and basically I was saying well that's what I write is epic fantasy romance. So just now as I was starting the podcast I was thinking huh how come I don't say author of epic fantasy romance. Maybe I should because that way I don't have to like say 12 different things. Because I do think it pretty much all falls into epic fantasy romance. I'm thinking that there are a few exceptions to that, but I don't know. I don't know. So. Yeah, actually it was a great weekend. I had two meetings both quite short nebula conference is next weekend. So our Saturday meeting was the final nebula conference meeting and after this uh, things will be considerably better looking forward to the conference itself. I hope everybody else really loves it. The programming is going to be great uh, very excited for everyone to to see it. Uh, had a meeting yesterday afternoon. Got to be on a zoom call with oh I don't know Mercedes Lackey Larry Dixon Connie Willis just another Sunday in my household uh, doing rehearsal for the ceremony. Oh pretty pretty cool. So. Um other than that like I said did I did a lot of hanging out on Saturday that was nice did a lot of reading still working my way through this reread of this series and now I'm going back and rereading some of the novellas along the way that I never got to before it's very interesting on book five it's interesting to me to see at which point I fall off of series as a reader book five I am I remember the beginning of I'm quite certain I did not finish it um none of the ending like from I should have looked to see where it was that I bailed but I I know I didn't finish that book and I remember being and and this was I was looking when it was and it's it was like about 10 years ago. (laughs) See I'm craftily not giving you the exact date so that you can't figure out what I'm reading. Some of you might be able to anyway if you know me but it um yeah. I I remember not being happy with the beginning of that book I've been unhappy with book four and I was unhappy again with book four and I I ranted to Dorinda about it because that's her job to listen to me rant but also it was in a. By way of studying you know it was it was very interesting to me the ways in which. A crucial part of book 4 did not work for me and. It's very funny in book 5 I could say the author assiduously addressing certain things that had bothered me about book 4. So I think I must not have been the only one who complained because she is almost being ostentatious about some of the things like uh, uh, you know I'm I'm feel like I'm gonna give too many details but. Leslie Penelope who has a wonderful podcast my imaginary friends I haven't listened in a while but I assume she's still doing it. Uh, Leslie had talked about revising a book and realizing she'd forgotten about the dog. This is a thing and and Dorinda and I were talking about it too because you catch these things on revision where you realize uh <laughs> somehow the beloved dog got left behind and nobody gave it another thought for the entire rest of the book. It's one reason why a lot of writers don't put pets on their stories because you have to make sure that they are fed and that somebody goes to feed them and stuff and so there was a little bit of retconning in this book about the heroine's cat and I know I complained about this before with. Shauna McGuire that I kept getting really anxious about the cats until finally she liked, and I knew I must not have been the only one because she created in the October day series. She created a next door neighbor who had a key who like if the heroine didn't show up at feeding time she would just go feed the cats. (laughs) It's like yeah, we all wish we had that in this case in book five there was a bit of retconning where she liked says something about oh good thing that we had a house sitter to be there for a couple of months to feed the cat and it's like oh retconned the house sitter huh? But. I mean it, it happens if if you forget about these things if you don't have a good editor if you don't have a good beta reader to say somebody needs to be feeding the cat uh, or sometimes it's like you put in these details these great character details like. Uh, a piece of jewelry and you make it be like this thing. Oh, she never takes it off. Right? Great detail wonderful thing until the writer forgets and somehow she is never ever wearing that piece of jewelry again for the rest of the book. So you're going back over it and you're like reading your first pages and she's like admiring her well so this was another thing in the book. Uh, that there was an engagement ring an incredibly valuable ga- engagement ring that got forgotten in several different ways and it's like oh admiring her incredibly valuable engagement ring which uh, you know like she loses an arm and it was the arm that the engagement ring was on it's like oh did somebody go back and grab <laughs> that ring. It's easy to forget these details uh, and your reader will notice because And we can come back to this thing that I often talk about where I think you cannot conflate the process of writing with the process of reading because a lot of writers do want to say things like well one of my least favorite pieces of writing advice if you are bored the reader will be bored too. No, no, no. Sometimes writing is boring sometimes it takes a long time well it almost always takes a long time (laughs) and going back over details like that is meticulous and difficult and tedious tedious is the word I want but your readers are reading this book in four to six hours so they're going to remember that cat and they're going to remember that ring. Uh, you know if you take a year to write a book of course you're going to forget those things. So some of that is just having time to revise and I realize that I am very much a black pot in this case because I am (laughs) well I did finish my revision on storm princess. I revised a bit more on Friday added more words this week I need 15,000 words and I think I, I should be all right on this. This is a little bit of a diversion here but oh I won't. Well, let's look it up. It means I have to open a few different documents though. So please have patience while we work because I have several different excel workbooks that I have open on any given day and excel won't let me change the order of them. So I have to open them in order because I am persnickety that way and so the progress count workbook is the third one that I open because <laughs> it's third from the left don't don't at me. Uh, so yeah, I've got 78,000 words I've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 19,000 we'll little of 20,000 to add. So if I can get those 15,000 this week that would be awesome and then I can fill in the last thousand beginning of next week and have time to do my out loud proofing so you know I did this myself in um dark wizard for those of you who have read dark wizard there is a point at which so so this is part of the writing process is especially when you write the way I do as a gardener or write for discovery you discover things as you go along. So uh, if you don't want to be this isn't very spoilery so I don't think it'll matter but if you don't want to know anything about dark wizard and you haven't read it yet tap out now. Uh, but she wears this copper bracelet right? That's in the shape of a snake and it has little fangs on it and she uses that to keep herself from thinking about Gabriel because she doesn't want him to be able to find her with his sorcery. So as I was writing along I'd gotten to the point where she was on the run and being really really careful not to think about him so that he wouldn't be able to triangulate her position and I thought oh well she needs something to to remind herself and I've used this device in a couple of books I also gave it to um Stella in the Airs of magic book books so she loses the habit after she falls in love I've like I like doing that but it was something that I taught my stepdaughter to do because my stepdaughter would suck on her two littlest fingers and they got all shriveled up and so she would put a rubber band around her wrist and every time she wanted to suck on her fingers when she decides she wanted to break the habit she would snap the rubber band and that little bit of pain is just enough to. start teaching you to break that habit. So I I gave that to Nick as well in dark wizard that she would have this bracelet to poke the fangs into her wrist and it kind of sometimes she does it hard enough to draw blood or you know don't think about it because she's obsessively thinking about him of course. So then I had to go back and layer in when she decides to get the bracelet and you know Dug it out of her jewelry box, and that's just a few lines, you know. Like, oh, she'd gone and found it, and dug it out of her jewelry box, and all of this, and it was all really cool. Um, and I had written like up to midpoint of the book and given it to readers to read, and so forth. Um, and I was going to stop there. I'd given it to Agent Sarah. I was going to stop there, but then I start and I was gonna move on to something else and I just couldn't I just had to keep writing this book. Well I had to keep writing this book but I totally forgot about the bracelet. So upon revision when I went back over the whole thing it was like oh guess that copper bracelet she never takes off <laughs> got taken off at some point. So then I had to go back and and weave it through. And when somebody has a familiar or a pet I do the same thing and go back and make sure that that it's accounted for in our daily lives. We have so much complexity that we're we're not even aware of all of the things that that we are responsible for that we do just for daily life. It's a level of complexity that we can't replicate in a character in a book because it's a boring amount of detail right? But you have to be aware of which details are critical ones. I do wish that more authors would include pets in their work because very very few people do not have any kind of pet. So we accept this about our characters especially these kick ass ones that are out you know like running all around the world fighting evil and so forth but in reality if you want to portray someone who is I don't know a pretty much standard person in some ways there are going to be pets uh, with animals are a huge part of our lives for many good reasons. So. I didn't mean to get off onto that whole thing but that's how it is here at first cup of coffee. Uh, I had a couple things that I was actually going to talk about but I'm almost out of time. Um, Something else I was thinking about this is kind of a short thing is one thing to pay attention to also especially for female characters is do they have friends and especially female friends and if they don't have female friends. Well, why not? Uh, a woman who has no female friends is and and I have known women like this who are sort of quasi friends but some women are um I, I don't even want to go into all the reasons why I think it is but some women are not good at being friends with other women there's like always a layer of well I'll say competitiveness there and it's it's a problem and sometimes it can manifest in stories where you have a woman surrounded by men all of her friends are men you know like lovers and so forth and it's like why aren't you why isn't she relating to another woman and sometimes an author will like implement a best friend. Oh this this gal is is her best friend you and she'll say oh you're my best friend but if she never has actually an on page conversation <laughs> with her best friend. It makes you wonder if well maybe that gal doesn't think the heroine is her best friend because she ain't there for her right? She's just um, she's just a prop. I think this is somewhere where uh, there are a lot of reasons for it but the Bechdel test is very useful. It, it's supposed to be a test of of female representation in stories I think it came from gaming uh, created by Alison Bechdel but it's are there <laughs> it's it's a very very simple test is there more than one female character Uh do the two female characters have two or more have conversations with each other uh, without men present that three are not about men and it's amazing how many stories fail to meet that test and I would definitely encourage (laughs) any writers who want to have well-rounded female characters that they have conversation with their friends about things. Uh, that are not about men and without men present because women's lives are (laughs) rich and full without men being in them sad that we have to say that all right on that note I'm going to get to work wish me luck and I will talk to you all tomorrow take care bye bye